the phrase guilty pleasure has always been a funny one to me because you know how can you find be guilty of, of, of something that you find pleasure in especially when it comes to entertainment well as long as you're not hurting anyone you know as long as you're enjoying it that's fine you're not hurting anyone else that's fine and especially when it comes to something like a silly film franchise like the transformers movies now i will say this I am an unapologetic fan of these films. Yes, I've enjoyed all of them. Even the sequels, the Michael Bay films that everyone loves to shit on. Even though, for a while though, there was a time when people kept constantly going back to them and they kept making a ton of money, you know. Especially Dark of the Moon. I love that film, the third one. It's outstanding stuff. That's my favourite of the franchise. So, you know, I've always been... I've, I've got a pre-bias towards Transformers. I, I enjoy them. So... And that streak continues with Rise of the Beasts. I seen it yesterday and I had a really good time. That's not to say the film doesn't have its flaws and we'll get into them. But um, overall, yeah, really enjoyable film. Entertaining. The stuff that you come from in a Transformers film delivers. The action's great. You know, the Transformers themselves, really good. Some great little moments for them as well. They actually really deliver. They get plenty of screen time for the most part. Uh, and, and let's be real, when the the the, mo the worst parts of this film are when they're off screen for any length of time. Uh, but we'll get to that. And, you know, overall, thumbs up. It gave me what I wanted out of this film. I had a really good time. So, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, as far as the flaws go, and I'll say this, first five minutes, excellent. Gets the film off to a great start. You're like, oh yes, we're off to the races already. Really like this. The next 20 to 25 minutes after this is kind of the dead patch of the film, it's, and that's also where you see the least amount of screen time for the Transformers. And of course, this kind of gives a sticky gets into sticky waters so when you start to think, oh, I don't know, is this going to quite work? But once they come back into it, once they're properly reintroduced, much better, I will say. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll start with this though. Uh, definitely nothing against Anthony Ramos. I think he's actually good in this film. I actually like him. You know, he was really good in In the Heights, of course. I was one of the six people that actually seen that film. He was really good in that. I remember he was in this generic Liam Neeson film a few years ago, around about the time when pretty much no films were getting released. I ended up, I think it was called something like Honest Thief or something like that. And he was good in that too, you know. And it, so he managed to actually be a good performance in the most generic film possible because I only went to see that because there was no films getting released. That was back in like October 2020 or something like that when cinemas were still open, but there was barely anything coming out. So there you go. But uh, that's another story. But um, yeah, Anthony Ramos, really likeable, got a lot of charm, likeable screen presence. Good to see him in a film like this. Thumbs up. No, no question. No complaints about him. The uh, female lead in this, uh, Dominique Fishback, I think her name is, um, not so much. I think one of the worst humans there's ever been in a Transformers film. I just, her character just wasn't interesting. Uh, she was actually quite obnoxious the first time she meets Anthony Ramos's character. You know, uh, Noah or Sonic, as he, he's called, as he gets nicknamed by his little brother, who's also nicknamed Tails. See what they did there? You know, 1994, of course, this is setting. So, you know, around about the time when Sonic first came out. But, um, yeah, her character just didn't really work for me. And her voice was annoying. I know that's kind of... That might seem like a stupid nitpick. You can't, she can't help her voice, but at the end of the day... If you're going to be an actor, if you've and you're going to be on screen for the best part of two hours, if you've got a horrible voice, it's not the best thing. So she was a bit annoying, but not terrible. I didn't hate her or anything like that, but she was a bit, yeah, you know, not great. Um, 
So, but you know, as far as human leads go, Anthony Ross was good, and the, the relationship he's got with his little brother uh, character really good. That works well. That's actually quite charming. But there are some real gaping flaws early on in this film, and there's there's certain things this film does at least two or three times. It tries to do racial commentary. And you know, there's a time and a place for something like that. And a Transformers movie really isn't the time nor the place. And it's handled with all the subtlety that you would expect it to be handled with in a Transformers movie. So, you know, which is why it really shouldn't be put into this, including one bit that's meant to be funny, but just falls flat spectacularly. It's just so bad, the joke that they do. It's, it's, it's really not funny. But... You know, we could, I could live without this. It's not not going to become one of those oh, it's woke type things, but you know, you could sort of see politics trying to get put into this film, and you're just like, just leave it out. It's fucking Transformers, you know, just leave it. But other than that, when this film focuses on what it should be focusing on, i.e., the Transformers action, really delivers. And you can see what's going on. Some of it's done in like broad daylight, so you can actually see. I mean, one scene in Peru as well was spectacular, really well done. Uh, again, in broad daylight, so you can actually see the stuff. And so the CGI is actually pretty much pitch perfect for the most part here. That no real, no grumbles about that. Character designs really good. Um, uh, and actually, I love the finale. Some people have some problems with the finale. There's one bit I, I know that some people are going to start complaining about. Don't get me wrong, it's stupid, but whatever. It's Transformers. I went with it. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so the finale, really great. The, the big major fight. And there was, there was some moments where I was, like, internally marking out. So there were some, like, yeah, fuck yeah, moments. And you need that in Transformers. Like, I don't think this is the best of the franchise by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. It's one of those ones. I own all the other ones, either on DVD or Blu-ray. Once I've got a Blu-ray player, I'll own this on Blu-ray too. It's worth buying on Blu-ray for me as a fan. I enjoyed it. Another stuff I would say is it does set up exciting possibilities going forward. Uh, I won't go into it, but the end does set up something pretty big going forward which i was when i seen it i was just like ah yeah fuck yeah hopefully that does happen because i will say this though we're now at the stage i mentioned like the the previous films the michael bay films were making tons of money for a while and then it kind of just fell off a cliff but uh so we're kind of at the stage where i think it's just the, the hardcore Transformers fans and the people who watch anything with the Transformers names are going to see these films now, which is still quite a lot of people in the grand scheme of things, but maybe, but nothing like the numbers that it used to be. I mean, it just done a 60 million in the US this week, which is solid enough, but way below what it used to do. And that's even unadjusted for inflation. And so, you know, it's clearly lost a lot of its audience now, this franchise, kind of like the Fast and the Furious. We've mentioned that now. And, and 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 that sixty million is actually coming in ahead of projections as well because it was not projected to do well a few weeks ago. It was projecting for about forty odd a few couple of weeks ago, which would have been disastrous. So this film has got like a two hundred million dollar budget, and I'll say one thing: the money's on screen. You see where it is. Some films you, you get these budgets, and you're just like, "Well, where the fuck did that go?" But with this one, you actually see the money is on screen there. So you know that at least there's that. So I do hope 
the thing that's proposed at the end of this film goes ahead because I do think you need to kind of do something now to win back the general audiences because a lot of the general audiences have now just gone. They've gone on other things and they're not interested in Transformers again. You kind of need to roll the dice up a little bit to get people back in. And if this goes ahead, this might help. Even if this film loses money, they might be as, may as well just go ahead and do what's pr proposed here because it might, be, again, you might start to win something back. I don't know, time will tell. The other thing I would say about this film, though, even though I really enjoyed it, I had a good time, I do find it strange there's some people who shit on the sequel, a lot of the Michael Bay sequels who are actually enjoying this film are saying, oh, yeah, it's good, like, it's bit, it's... I like this film. Yeah, it was good. It's like I can understand that with Bumblebee because Bumblebee didn't really feel like any of the Michael Bay films, for the most part. It, and I, I sort of see how some people like the first one and like Bumblebee because it's kind of got the same character. It's like a, a young adult getting their first car and things like that, and the bond with that. And it happens to be Bumblebee both times as well. So I can sort of see how people there's some people who like those films and there's a bit of charm to that there's a lot of charm to bumblebee there's not a great deal of charm to the other films i'll be honest but this film some people are, are like saying oh yeah i like this one but i didn't like any i like the first one i like bumblebee but i don't like any of the michael bay sequels and i'm thinking to myself why i i i do find it quite baffling that there's some people who like this film but didn't like a lot of the Bay films, it's just, is it big? I get the feeling, if Michael Bay directed this, they would be saying it was shit. I, I get that feeling, <laughs> but because it's m kind of the same, it's much of the same stuff. And maybe it's because, yeah, I don't know. The only real difference, I would say, is from the Michael Bay films, especially the sequels and things like that, is you don't have the crude humour, which a lot of people had a, a problem with. Um, and you don't have like hot women getting getting ogled over with the camera. That's kind of the only real difference here. So, but other than that, if you look at the action stuff, much the same. A lot of the interactions between the Transformers, much the same. So I do find it kind of strange. I get the feeling if Michael, some of the people who are saying they like this, would probably say it was shit if Michael Bay actually directed this. And by the way, he's a producer on this film as well. Like, so you know. The fingerprints are still there, whether people want to admit it or not, they're still there. Although, although whatever, <laughs> I digress. But, um, yeah, so anyway, Transformers Rise of the Beast, a good fun time. If you're a fan of the franchise, definitely worth checking out. I would honestly say, if you've ch speaking of checking out, if you've checked out in the franchise, to see here, but whatever, just my thoughts there. Anyway... Thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.